Join us on the My Name is Daughter podcast and learn how to live life as a daughter of God. Hello and welcome back to the My Name is Daughter podcast. My name is Athena and I am your host. I'm grateful again that you are here. I'm probably going to say this every single time because I just really am grateful that you are here rocking with me. You're here with me. You're listening. I'm getting so much good feedback. Um, and I, I really, truly appreciate how, you, how you've been able to engage with the content that I have been sharing. Um, and it's just really comforting to know that something that I've put out there that has taken me some time to get started is really helping and really beneficial. And quite frankly, it is just the fuel for the fire. So Let's just dive right in. First of all, I, I want to pray. I think going forward, I just want to make sure that I pray um, just to just get the atmosphere right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Father, I just thank you for this space. I thank you for this opportunity to speak to these, your daughters of God. And I just, I pray right now that you would just overwhelm them with your love, overwhelm them with your peace, overwhelm them with who you are so that they can know that they are daughters of God. I thank you for each and every person listening, every woman, God, who has been through various experiences, Father, and I just pray that these words that they hear would ultimately draw them to you, a loving Father who um, doesn't change, who will never leave them, who will never forsake them, but is right there with them um, wherever they go. So thank you, God, for this chance to speak to your people in Jesus's name. Amen. Um, recently, I was listening to someone, I don't even know what it was, I'm not even going to lie, but they were talking about the idea of identity. They were talking about calling and they were talking about assignment and it just stuck out to me. That's how kind of got how speaks to me. Um, it's basically just, I listen to something or something catches my attention and it doesn't like back up. It doesn't, it doesn't let go. So, um, that's how I find that God speaks. And I know that that's the direction he wants me to go into. Um, and so with this, I was really trying to figure out what's the difference. Um, recently, probably in the last couple of years, I was just like, God, oh, what's the purpose that you have for me? I really want to be obedient to you. And I heard him clearly say, you are called to encourage. And it's actually one of the main reasons why I'm in 99% of the videos that I put out, I always say, and I want to encourage you because that was something that God gave to me. He dropped it in my spirit. And let me tell you, it ignited something in me. As soon as I knew that, I was like, let's go. Whatever that looks like, let's just do this. And so um, ever since that, the things that I do have been in that vein, have been with that idea of God saying that I am called to encourage. Um, I believe now, looking back on it, I've always, like, I feel like I am the best hype person. Let me tell you, if you are celebrating something, you want to invite me because I am going to be over the top. I'm going to sing the songs. It's going to be obnoxious. It's going to be loud. And that's just the way that I, that I roll. That's just my natural inclination. And I, so I want to say that because also if you are the quiet person, like if you don't want to hear the songs, you want to sit and be quiet, I can do that too. So I just, I rock with however you want to rock and because I'm there, I'm alongside. And, um, and so I've, I've, that's just been my thing. I've always wanted to be a hype person. I just feel like I'm just going to be the one to do that. And so looking back, I'm like, oh, that's all a measure of encouragement. That's what it looks like. That's how it just plays out in my day-to-day -day life. And so hearing that confirmation, I was like, oh, okay, this makes perfect sense. Now, with that being said, as I was trying to 
really look into the idea of identity versus calling and assignment, I feel like I have some really practical ways that you could think about these things. And I'm, I am hoping that it is helpful to you. Um, Cause I know a lot of times we say, what's our purpose? What's our purpose? God, we just want to know what our purpose is. And someone said this, um, his name is prophet Tomi Arayami, a great man of God. And he said something a couple of years ago and I was like, oh my gosh, he said, your purpose is not actually a thing. I'm paraphrasing. I'm summarizing here. It was at a conference. So I can't even like direct you to where this was. His ultimate point was, it's about God's purpose and why even people might think, oh, well, that's semantics. Well, the reason why it's important to be intentional with our words is because they have power. And so when we talk about our purpose, it's like, yes, there's like this positive thing. It's, it's like a good intention. But when we talk about fulfilling God's purpose for us, I feel like that gives a mindset shift, putting it into God's hands versus trying to strive and figure it out. What am I called to do? What versus like, God, what do you have for me? And it's, it's a slight difference, but it's, it's important because we get to really focus on the God aspect of it, on the, the God's heart, God's intention, God's will versus just like, I, it's me, 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 me focused. And so with that being said, I want to dive into these three different things. So let's first talk about identity. Identity is who you are. The thing about identity is that it does not change. That is why it's important for us to ultimately have our identity in Christ. We are daughters of God. That is the most important identity we could ever align ourselves with. It does not change. And thank God that in his grace and his mercy, no matter what we do, he still calls us daughters of God. He still calls us his children. He still says my promises that are not conditional (laughs) because there are two different kinds of promises. The unconditional promises of him never leaving us, never forsaking us, him providing for us, all of those types of things that doesn't, that, that, that's not changed. It's not thwarted. It's, it's not missed based on what we do. He has called us daughters and therefore he is going to be there for us. That is the identity that we have. And I feel like it's the only identity that really matters. Yes, you can identify with your ethnicity, your race, your culture, and those types of things. Um, But ultimately, the first and foremost, the primary one, the most important one is, in fact, being a daughter of God. Um, I throw in the idea of race and culture and things like that, because those are not going to change either. If I'm black, I'm always going to be black. This is not going to change. My family is from Jamaica. It's always going to be that. That is set in stone. Those things are also parts of our identity because they do not change. Unfortunately, what happens is that some of those other things supersede the daughter of God. The daughter of God must be the lens with which we look through everything. And then all of the other things come second. Yes, you can celebrate all of the other things. Yes, you can celebrate your blackness or your whiteness. Yes, you can celebrate that you're a Latina. Yes, you can celebrate the fact that you're European. Yes, you can celebrate the fact of whatever. But at the end of the day, it doesn't supersede. And I'm harping on this because it is. it took me some time to figure that out. Because we have, especially in the conservative camp, there are a lot of people that are identifying first and foremost as USA and then it's like Christian. And it's nice that you have that pride in your nation. But again, being a daughter of God is the most important thing. You can also have pride in the fact that you are in a nation that you love, whether it be the United States, whether it be 
Nigeria or India, you can be in Australia, wherever you are, absolutely, you know, you can be proud of that. But it's not the first thing. So identity, to recap, is who you are as far as it, and it, it does not change. Your calling is what you do. Now, I told you initially that I felt like God was calling me to encourage. Now, this also might be a mindset shift because we usually think of like a calling as a job. We think of a calling as something we go to, we work and all that kind of stuff. And I want to elevate that to a different place where it is something that may not even be tangible. So again, again, using me as an example, I am called to encourage. Um, I have friends that one friend in particular, she is called to organize. She's really great at organizing. I mean, she should basically have her own show. I was trying to convince her, <laughs> but you know, some people are called to build. Some people are called to even tear down. There's all these different types of of different callings that we can each have. It really plays out in different areas that, you know, people can see. And so what are you called to do? Take a moment and think about what is it that you're called to do? Something that is not an actual thing. Like I'm not saying you are called to be a CEO or you are called to be a therapist. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking more of an abstract way. And, And it's important because of this. In your assignment, This is how you do it. This is how God is giving you to play out that calling. And so I believe that that includes teacher, CEO, um, admin. It includes construction work. Those are your assignments. It's how the calling plays out. It is how you do what you are called to do. For some of us, that's mom. For some of us, that's wife. Um, And I make that, I put those in this particular category Um, because I feel like those assignments can change because if for some reason you are a wife and your husband passes away, your assignment is now different. Your assignment is now different. You were a wife and you no longer are a wife and your assignment can change. And that is, that is a key portion of the assignment definition is that it can change. Your career can change, but your calling doesn't change. So the way that I look at it, your identity and your calling are two things that don't change. I will always be an encourager no matter what it is that I am assigned to. It doesn't matter if I if I do social media, if I continue with the podcast for however long that is. It doesn't matter if I'm on YouTube. It doesn't matter if I'm sweeping the floors. I am always going to be called as an encourager. The assignment is going to change. So using my friend as an example, she is called to organize. Now for her in this season of life, that looks like being a therapist. And it's interesting because I remember when we were talking, um, I was at her house for something and she was saying how, you know, she was considering going into business to do organization and had a, a name and was, was, not really feeling like it was going to go forward. And then the therapy idea came and she was like, wow, I really think I could do this because she became a therapist um, a lot later on. She actually had to go back to school for it. She had finished college, had a family, all that kind of stuff, and then went back for therapy. And I said to her, isn't it interesting how God uses this calling of organization that you have? And you're not going to be using it to organize people's physical spaces, but you're going to help them to organize their mental spaces, their emotional spaces. And she was like, oh, wow, I was using my calling of encouraging to 
show her how she had a calling to organize and put things in place. This is how I want you to really think about it in this vein. So using the framework that I have given you, everybody that listens, because we're all women, <laughs> we are all daughters of God. What are you called to do? And then in that, how are you called to do it? So for me, again, going back to the encourager, I am called to do that by God has called me to encourage and he has assigned me to be a mother. He has assigned me to be a wife. He has assigned me to have this particular platform. He has assigned me in this friendship. And I look at those assignments um, and this is even something recently because I was like, how can I do this, you know, in being a mom and a wife and all those things. But my encouragement calling can filter in every aspect of the things that I am doing. And so how can you look at it? It's really important to get this because a lot of times we find our identity in our assignment and then we get flustered when the assignment is no longer. So, you know, I have friends that are, have been in the dancing space and they were dancing, went to school for dance, all that kind of stuff and, and, and went on and did some things with that and no longer are they there. If they had their identity in that dance, then they would have no identity at this point. But even if they had their calling in the idea of being a dancer, then that would also be gone. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm hoping that this is making sense. Father, I pray that my words come through with clarity so that people can be freed from this idea that they are bound to this task, bound to something that is temporal, bound to something that is seasonal versus being bound to you who is permanent, who doesn't change, and then gives us an anointing that's not going to change. You may have a calling to lead. And sometimes that looks like, you know, you may go from CEO uh, or a manager and then you, um, I don't know, you could become a coach. Like you have to use that calling in whatever those aspects are. One is not more important than the other. It's just your assignments have shifted for your seasons and you need to be fully invested in that thing. Because the other thing is that our assignments are not gonna be something that we necessarily want to do. And I think in the Christian space, we have this idea that we are always gonna wanna do the thing that God has called us to do. And then I remember Jesus, who was in a garden, praying by himself, wanted the support, but didn't get it and said, Lord, please don't, don't, don't do this, Lord. Please find another way, figure it out. But yet not my will. He didn't want to go to the cross. Not because he didn't love us, because he knows it's going to hurt. All the lashes and all that stuff, please. I wouldn't want to do it either. But he surrendered himself. He submitted to the will of the Father who he endured the cross, scorning at shame, for the joy set before him, and he completed his assignment. He completed his, his assignment on this earth, which was to completely take the keys of hell, death, and the grave away from the enemy so that we could have right standing with the Father. Thank you, Lord. That veil was torn in two. And so we could have the access that was back in the garden. It restored our access like we had in the garden. So we're not always going to want to do the assignment. Listen, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to move from New York to Connecticut. And I didn't want to move from Connecticut to Tennessee. No offense to though my Connecticutites, <laughs> my Tennesseans, no offense. It's just, I didn't want to move. But I knew that God called us to move. 
I knew that that's what it was. And so I said, okay, Lord. And I struggled in the beginning, both times. When I moved to Connecticut, I was in New York every weekend when I wasn't in school in Massachusetts. I was driving to New York. I was taking that hour drive back to my old neighborhood um, and hanging out with people. And because I was just like, I do not want to be here. My parents required me to go to church on Sunday and I was already going to go to church, but you know, I was going to church with them. And so I would come, I would drive back home at like three o'clock in the morning to go to an eight thirty service. Okay. I was not playing games. I did not want to be here. And I finally settled in and that met my husband, had children, you know, established myself when I accepted the assignment, when I accepted the assignment, it was a much easier transition even when I came here to Tennessee and I'm like Lord what is in Nashville honestly that's what I said no offense to Nashville Nashville is a great place great people you know I've met a lot of great community but when it came to coming here it was a struggle at first and I was like the faith-filled speaking and, and I still I still had the faith part it's just still a very real struggle to make the transition to I had a two-week-old baby we had, you know, obviously the three other kids. I'm trying to figure out, do we homeschool? Do we not homeschool? Where are we going to work? Where are we going to live? All that stuff. How are we going to organize? What's going to, all of these things at the same time. And I struggled for a bit. And then I had to remember, God called us here for a reason. I don't know what the reason is at that time. And it's none of my business at this point. My calling, my responsibility is to be obedient. And I didn't like it at first. You're not going to always like the things that God has called you to do. And you got to get over it. If you're, you're saying this is what you signed up for, then you're going to choose obedience. Even if you got to get over the begrudging part, <laughs> even if you don't want to do it, find a way to submit and get rid of that pride and submit yourself, humble yourself and do what you got to do. Find it in your heart because there's a reason why he has that assignment. Some of you are assigned to singleness. How can you fulfill your calling in your singleness? Because I'm not elevating marriage. Marriage is not the ultimate. Unless you're talking about the marriage, of, you know, the bride and the, the, and the lamb, marriage to the lamb. That's the only marriage that we should be elevating. Okay. Not to come against marriage. Marriage is great. But it does. It's not for everybody. Everybody's not called to that. Everybody is not assigned to that. Okay. How are you going to do what God has called you to do? And also the idea of surrendering your idea of what your assignment should look like. Because a lot of times that's where we get stuck. God, I thought this was supposed to do this. We got people praying for our assignment, for the way we think it. We got people fasting. We got people believing with us for something that God never told us to do. We got a lot of wasted time, wasted prayers, wasted tears. And God's like, yeah, I didn't call you to that. I, I didn't call you to. And and let, let's just let's just put it on the table. Hey, um, God, is, might, my, God might have assigned you to have four kids and you're only at two. Because somehow you've come up with your own agenda and let me tell you I'm speaking from personal experience okay personal experience because God told us this is how many kids you're gonna have oh really Lord I, I thought we were done with this nope God told us and I was like oh can I but I just I'm ready to get my body back Lord like I, let, let's be honest like this postpartum is real real <laughs> postpartum is real real and I am tired Okay, I'm tired of looking this way, the way that I don't want to look. I'm not saying I look bad. It's just not the way that I want to look, the way that I thought I was going to look. You got to surrender it. You know, a lot of a lot of you have, you know, 
gone through the motions and gone through the schooling and gone through the accolades and all the to do something God never assigned you to do. And maybe you are successful, but that doesn't mean success in the worldly realm doesn't mean that's what God is calling you to do. And hopefully and prayerfully, you again, humble yourself and understand that God's ways are higher. His plans are bigger. I remember one man that came to a, a, a church, our previous church, and he said, I was on the road to financial. Like I wanted to make a lot of money. I was going to work on Wall Street. And he said he heard the assignment of God that said, that's not what I have for you. You are called to be in ministry. You are called to teach on this subject. And this is what you're going to do. And he was like wrestling with grappling with it. But it's okay because God ain't afraid of a little rustle, a little rumble. He ain't afraid of it. <laughs> in fact, he invites it. He invites it. He invites the wrestle because it's real. You're not just blindly following it. We are to grapple with the scripture. We are to really digest it. And so that it could be in our heart. It could really be a meditating on a day and night so that it is just a part of us. It is just a part of us. So I think I'm going to wrap up here with a summary. Identity is who you are. Calling is what you do. And your assignment is how you do it. I pray that you are able to use this as a, a starting point and finding out what your calling is, what your assignment is for this season because assignments change and that you are continuing to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit when it is time to shift. I think about Elijah when he was, you know, given the word and God was like, okay, now you got to go away. Now you got to hide. It's like, what? Was he still called to be a prophet? Yeah. But the assignment at that point was to stay by the brook and be fed by the ravens. Be fed by the ravens. And then it was like, okay, do this. Go here. Go, you know, that's how we are to, to live our lives. And so, Father, I pray for your daughters. I pray that they would know your voice so that they can follow your assignment. They would know what the calling is that you have for them. And they would run to you with open arms, embracing everything that you have for them, even if they don't want to do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you ladies so much for listening. I'm so grateful that you're here again. I will leave information in the show notes. Feel free to email me with any questions. Um, and don't forget, if you haven't listened to the two previous episodes, go ahead and do that. Leave a review, comment, share, do all the things. I appreciate you homies. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. Please follow, like, share, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so this message can get to as many women as possible who need to know their identity in Christ. Thanks for rocking with me. I appreciate you.